Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. So today we are talking to Sam Harris from the Executive Studio. I'm super, super excited to talk to Sam. You guys all know this, but I have been, yes, girl, I've been stalking you (laughs) forever. When you go missing, I'm just like, wait a second, where's my boo at? So I'm so happy to have you on the show. How are you today? Thank you. I am doing good. I feel good. I'm happy to be giving this whole podcast thing another go around. And I'm excited that I'm doing it with you. So that's what's making it extra better. That makes me so happy. Yes, girl. Okay, so I just want to like dive into it because I just want people to know about you and probably see why I'm so like crazy about you. So let's just get started. So I want you to tell us a little bit about your story and why you created TES, which is the Executive Studio. Yeah, no problem. So um, again, my name is Sam Harris, and I'm the founder and lead virtual assistant for the Executive Studio. So um, I started this journey in February of this year. So I'm somewhat of a newbie, um, but I felt as though there was a need to help creatives um, win in their business. And when I say win, I understand that you, you might not be able to wear as many hats as you want to. Um, you have a family, uh, you might have different aspects in your life that's taking place. Um, there's the mental, um, mental sanity, uh, which is so important. And we want to make sure that we take care of our minds, our bodies and our souls. So I want to be able to step in and help creatives, um, with business support in the capacity that I feel comfortable in doing so that they can achieve their dreams, that they can, fulfill their passions um, in a better way. So I went ahead and one day I woke up and I said, I'm going to do it. And I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that though. Like you just woke up and decided. I think that as creatives, we do that a lot. We just kind of wake up and decide we're going to do something. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty in it. Like that's the beauty in, you know, you have a skill set. You have something that you're good at. Okay. I'm going to wake up and do it. Period. So do you do this full time? I don't do it full-time, so I have a full-time job, too, um, so I'm juggling both, but I like, I mean, as weird as it sounds, I like juggling the two. Um, it doesn't, me being a virtual assistant business support, it doesn't distract me from my full-time job, and my full-time job doesn't distract me from work running my business, um, so I am doing them both now in the future. Will I, you know, one day quit my nine-to-five? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not there yet. But um, I'm maintaining with both, so I'm going to ride it out and see what happens. Okay, I want to dig into that some more because that's really interesting. Um, I think most of the people that I've been talking to, they are doing their business full time. So I'm really intrigued to see, like, how are you balancing doing, you know, having your nine to five? And so, like, how do you balance the two? Yeah, great question. So one is I have the support of my job. So they know I'm doing this. It's not a secret. I'm very transparent about that. Um, But two, I also make sure that I take on a limited amount of clients. I know what my limits are myself. Um, I'm the only person right now that's 
providing virtual assistant support. So I'm not going to go ahead and, you know, take on 10 clients a month. No, that's too much for me. So I kind of find that sweet spot that will allow me to serve my clients in the way that I need to, but also be able to do my job 100%. And then the last thing that helps tremendously is that I work from home. So I work from home for my full-time job. It is a remote position. So um, I don't have someone looking over my shoulder 24-7 saying, hey, what you doing? What do you have going on? So I know, you know, how to balance the two. And um, it's a juggling act, but so far, so good. I think you said a lot of really cool things right there, but especially the first one that your job knows and that they support it. I think that's so important when you're trying to have, like, to create your own business is if you are still working your nine to five, like, let it be known that, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, Because that just kind of alleviates any kind of miscommunication or misunderstanding. Because sometimes, you know, people feel like they can't, you can't do both. Like, you can totally do both. And there are some people out there that, never fully go into their business full time. They might just do their, you know, always do it separate and they still make good money in their business, but they, they like their nine to five. And so I think that's really um, kind of a key thing to, to think about and at least discuss, you know, with your employer, you know, depending on how that relationship is, of course. Right. That sounds so cool. Wow. I think also too, um, me letting them know, um, just having that that transparency there. It's almost like if you had a job and you were to get a second job at Target, you would let them know that. You know, I feel like sometimes it's that fear of because you're starting it on your own, you don't want to let them know. But if you had a second job at an ice cream parlor or Target or doing Uber or Lyft because you needed to make the extra money, they can't fault you for that. So. At the end of the day, it was like my decision to say, hey, I'm doing this, you know, just in case I pop up on you guys' timeline. (laughs) I don't want it to be a surprise that I had this business and they were 100% supportive of it. I like how you gave that example, though, of if you have this full-time job, but you need to make ends meet, so you pick up a job at Target or Uber. Because I think, like, so often we think about our businesses, like, we play it small, not realizing that, like, having a, having a business, having your own business or whatever, it doesn't have to be something that you have to be scared of or not talk about or not tell people. Like, right. you know, your employer, a lot of people are in jobs where people work multiple jobs, you know, and it, it's, it's the game that we have to play with the economy, but I'm not even going to go there today. But, you know, so it's like having like just being able to kind of balance that. I think it's really cool that you decide to take that initiative and say something to them first before they saw you, you know, on your time on their timeline. Like, okay, what is this? Like, (laughs) so I love that kind of transparency portion. I think that's really, really awesome. So since we kind of dug into that a little bit, I do want to ask a question because I have, I've been following you for a minute and mm-hmm. um, I Amen. love that. Yeah, girl. I love that in your posts, you're always teaching something. And to me, I, I believe, and, and you know, it might not be the same for everyone, but I believe that good teachers off, um, usually make a lot of mistakes. Like they learn their lessons from mistakes and so and they're able to teach that and so I want to know you know what is the biggest mistake that you've made in your business that has helped you be such a great communicator and just to be able to relate to people and teach people you know the importance of you know scheduling and um, systems I see you talking about that a lot in email you know so what kind of mistakes or what's the biggest mistake you've made in your business um, so for me, I think that my type A personality gets in the way of me wanting to do everything perfect. And because I want everything to be done perfect in the way that I want it to be done, 
I tried, I tried initially to do everything on my own. So I wanted to build my website on my own and I wanted to do copy on my own. And then I wanted to do editing on my own and I wanted to do so many things. And I had to realize, Hey, I'm offering this service to creatives because I'm letting them know you cannot do everything on your own. It's okay to ask for help, but I wasn't taking my own advice. Mm. So that was probably the biggest mistake for me. I needed to learn how to let go. And ah. so I do have um so I do have a few um people that are helping me along the way of just various small tasks like my mother-in-law. Um I'll have her proof some items for me and she'll catch my mistakes. I have my line sister say, so, "Hey, I got this resume um that I need you to look at really quick. Just make sure it's formatting's right." So she'll look at it and I um, worked with a graphic designer on my IG highlights because I wanted to do it on my own and I bought these templates and I did, had no idea what I was doing in Photoshop. So I really had to like sit down and give my own self a pep talk because I was trying to do everything on my own and say, hey, this is what you're offering. Why don't you take you know, your own advice and do it the same way? I love that. I love that you kind of mentioned something that I know a lot of people deal with and, and, and that's feeling like you have to do everything by yourself. Mm -hmm. And while I love doing everything by myself, sometimes it's not in your wheelhouse and you're wasting more time. And right. so like, that's, that's a learning lesson. That's, that's a learning lesson. Like to learn what things am I good at in my business and what things should I let someone else do because they're better at it. And that's, right. that's just the, the <laughs> truth. But yeah, you know, like just really kind of, I think that something else that you've, you've said without saying is that like, you know, your strengths, you know, like, you know what you're good at and you know, like, okay, this is not my strong suit. And I'm telling other people that they should, you know, invest in a team member to help them out. But then I'm not doing the same thing. Right. And that is like that I, to me, that's a really, really crucial lesson. It's actually a lesson that I'm still in the process of learning because I like doing everything. And, you know, I'm not, type a I don't think I am you know because I'm t perfectly okay with giving out like B, B work or mm -hmm. C work like C's get degrees boo and I'm here for it so <laughs> you know I like to pass stuff off but I do recognize the importance of having people on your team that can help you get the jobs yes. done in a professional and really good manner so right. since we're talking about that I kind of want to talk a little bit about what your services actually are so what is it exactly that you are doing Okay, great. So virtual assistants, there's different dynamics to them. Um, you can have a virtual assistant that focuses on Pinterest, a virtual assistant that focuses on Instagram, a virtual assistant that focuses on workflow management. Um, for me particularly, just because of my background, I am more of the administrative um, virtual assistant. I love client communication and that's just my focus. I want to talk to your clients, to your prospective clients. I want to nurture them. I want to be able to close sales for you through that communication. Once you do have that client, I want to be able to help you along the process of whatever project you're working on. So if you need me to reach out to them for any type of communication to keep them in the loop, if you need me to uh, reach out to external parties or vendors to get any information, um, that's what I like to do. So I kind of deemed myself the all admin everything. That's kind of just my hashtag that I use because that's, those are the type of tasks that I enjoy doing. I love that. Hashtag all admin everything. I've seen that too. I've seen you post it. And I always wonder like, what does she mean? Okay. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So basically you are helping people, um, 
nurture and kind of retain their current clients. Right. And I'm making that process because um, once you, for whatever you have your client for, so for instance, I, I love working with wedding planners. Um, once they acquire their, their client, um, I want the wedding planner to focus on planning the wedding, but still you want to have the bride feel involved in that process. So I like to have that open communication, let them know where we are, what we need from them, and just um, kind of take any responsibilities that I can off of the wedding planners that I work with um, to, you know, to help them out. So that's kind of where I fall in line. That's really cool. And um, something that I have noticed, and I've noticed you talk about it in your posts as well, is the whole email marketing, uh, Lord, the whole email marketing portion of it. So, um, right. and, and how you use email marketing as like part of your business strategy. And I guess you use it, I can see now you use it with your clients. So like, what advice would you give other creatives as far as the email marketing portion of it? And like, how does that kind of fit in with what you do for your clients? Yes, um, I feel as though email marketing is just so, so important and email communication just in general. Um, most of the time when a client or prospective client is reaching out to you, they're not calling you, they're emailing you. So just having that communication um, just structured in a way that's receptive and personable is so important. Um, I'm actually working on a freebie that should be out. I'm hoping by mid-September, <laughs> fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, I'm working on a freebie pretty much about um, email nurturing sequence and what you should include in your email nurturing when, you know, once a client contacts you, then from there, if they book a consultation, what to do after. If they don't book a consultation, how you can follow up with them just because that that's so important and that makes them feel as though the client experience is there and they're appreciated and they're valued, you know, and those type of um, instances are important because that that's the difference between if a client will go with you or if a client will go with someone else, that communication that they've had with you. And um, because I'm just so strong on making an impression um, and making a lasting impression throughout the process from start to finish. That's that's kind of my focus and my freebie and what I like to talk about. I love that. And, you know, something like, I, and I was just thinking about it as you were talking, but I think people really don't understand the value there is in email marketing. But, like, email marketing is so crucial, like, or using email to correspond, period, because people have notifications on their phone for emails. You know, and like, that's the one place that you know that, you know, it won't get, you know, you can get lost in the sauce on Instagram, you can get lost, you know, you can get lost on Facebook, you know, but an email, they're going to have that little notification until they open it or delete it, you know, and so making sure like, you know, I'm sure you work on making sure that they're, um, what is it, the subject line is, you know, enticing or appealing so that they know they should open this email and things like that. But I think there's a real strategy and a strong strategy behind using email to correspond and reach out to and nurture your client. Would you, you know, is that something that you kind of focus on? Yeah, um, all of it is just very important and very inclusive. Like when you're, when you're kind of when you're taking, when, when you're handling those type of things, um, when it comes to subject, you know, you want to make sure 
that you have thought into it and that is not it, it's personable that like i said the, the other person will be receptive to that so um so yeah so um when it comes to subject lines and like open rates and what you should include um i've done a lot of research on my part to make sure that whatever type of marketing I'm sending out is receptive um, to the folks that I'm sending it out to, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, people get thousands and thousands, okay, maybe not thousands, but you get quite a few emails as an entrepreneur. Um, and clients, even if they're not entrepreneurs, they get quite a few emails themselves. So you wanna make sure that you are, you have a captivating message and subject to grab their attention, you know? Um, and that it's really it's kind of like an art or science to it you kind of have to do maybe a b testing see okay i'm going to try out this subject and see how that works how the open rate does and then i'm going to try out this one and see how that works and then from there i can know going forward i, I should do this subject so it's a little bit of a science to it there's kind of trial and error with it um but that's the type of things that i like to do so this is a question that I didn't tell you I was going to ask, but I just thought of it. <laughs> if, if there was a creative, someone listening, that they don't have an email list, they don't have an email system, they don't have anything, and you know, they're listening and they're like, okay, do I need an email marketing plan? Like, what do I need? Like, what would be the first step that you would tell someone to take, whether they have an email list or not? Um, so I think the first step is creating value creating valuable content. Um, if you have a list of emails, um, but you don't have anything to offer them, then chances are you'll have a probably high unsubscribe rate um, and they're not connecting with you. You wanna be able to continuously provide some type of value. And for me, um, I'm just gonna be upfront. I don't have the time to do weekly <laughs> newsletters. And if so, you do kudos to you, great job. I commend you. That's awesome. Um, but I am going to do a monthly, um, I am going to implement a monthly newsletter. And I think that that's pretty, I think that'll suffice as far as, you know, me reaching out to my clients, them getting um, to hear from me. So I would advise to come up with a plan to deliver content. Once you have those, topics ready and on hand then create a landing page so that you can get email um you can have an email list and that's what i'm also working on too i had one i had a coming soon page long story short i scrapped it because i didn't like it yeah yeah i'm having another one coming up <laughs> so um get a landing page um there you can get a free one you can get one for less than 20 bucks and from there start marketing yourself so that you can get those emails. I like though how your, your first step, and this is something that I've talked about and I've shared in my Facebook group and just everywhere is about having content and having something that is going to be helping people. Because a lot of times people think that like, oh, sign up for my email list. Like no one cares about your email list unless you give them a reason to care, unless you give them some kind of valuable content that they can take and learn from, or that's funny. Like, you know, sometimes you might be like a comedian, like you have to be funny, you know, or if you are trying to be a business coach, you have to give people some kind of valuable content, some kind of coaching, some sort of tips to actually make them want to 
be a part of your email community. Because like you said, just like with any other platform, whether you're on social media or email, you know, it, they're, they're, you're competing with a lot of other people. You know, even right. in email, the, people are going to get a lot of other emails. So you want to be the person that stands out to them. You know, so I, I know for me, when I'm looking in my email inbox, there are certain people that I look forward to their emails. And when it comes through, I'm, I'm opening it. And there's other people that I'm like, um, you know, I'll read it if I read it. If I don't, in a couple of days, I'll delete it. You know, and so you want to be the person that people are looking forward to. And the only way that's going to happen is if you're giving them some sort of valuable content. So I like that that was your step one. And then once you're delivering content on a, on a regular basis, even in other aspects, because it starts before they get on the email list. You know, like you have to give them a reason to get on the email list. So I love how that was like a really key thing for you. And I really appreciate you for sharing that because that's something that I just keep driving home to everybody. Like, Guys, you need content. It needs to be valuable. Exactly. Ah, so that was really, really good. So I do have a couple more questions for you. So one is what sacrifices have you made um, as of now as an entrepreneur? Um, so sacrifices, um, that's a good question. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, I do work, um, full time, but I'm also running TES too. And I love doing both. Um, but for me, that does mean, uh, later hours, sometimes working on the weekends. It's not a big deal. Um, because I said at the same time, I do limit the amount of clients that I take on. Um, but every now and then, um, does that mean I have to stay up occasionally, uh, once I'm done at five an extra three, four hours? Yes. Does that mean sometimes on the weekends I may have to miss out on brunch with bottomless mimosas? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of the the choice that I made. Um, but I'm also just big on my mental health and um, if it gets to be too much, kind of like shutting down. And as you mentioned before, you've seen me, I've, I've taken an Instagram break because I'm like, okay, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it and I'm not going to do it. Um, so I know my limits. I know not, not to push myself and I know when to push myself. Um, this upcoming Monday, my husband and I, we both just said, hey, we're both going to, um, we both put in to have paid time off, vacation day, whatever you want to call it, mental health day. And I'm not going to work on the 27th. I'm just not. We're both going to go to the beach and we're going to relax. Just because I have sacrificed so much over the past month or so, I'm investing my time in my business. So um, yes, there are sacrifices, but I know when to push myself and when not to so that I'm not going over the edge. That was so well said. And something that I've been sharing a little bit more about is like mental health, especially amongst creatives and amongst entrepreneurs. And I just think it's so important to know your limits and to respect that and to respect those boundaries. Like as entrepreneurs, we are going to put in a lot of time. You know, we never really turn off our business. We never really stop working our business. But just having those limits and saying like, okay, on this day, I know that I'm not going to do anything and everything's going to be okay. Because, you know, so often like we think like, oh my gosh, my business is going to crash if I'm not actively doing something but it's actually not like it will be okay for a few hours while you enjoy the beach or bottomless mimosas and in my case a bowl of cereal it'll be fine like (laughs) it'll be so fine so I really appreciate you sharing that but also understanding the reality is that like a lot of times what you end up sacrificing is your time you know, you end up spending those late nights, you know, early mornings, late nights, especially if you're still working your nine to five, you're going to 
definitely have to sacrifice a lot of sleep probably to be able to balance the two. So thanks for sharing that. So So, before we close this out, it's time for the rapid fire round. (laughs) I need to figure out like some kind of cool, like background music or noise or something when I do it, because like, it'd be so cool. But anyway, (laughs) so it's five questions and we're going to start now. You have to answer first thing that comes to mind. Okay. What is your biggest addiction? Oh, biggest addiction. Um, shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Such a girl thing. <laughs> yep. Be real. Yep. Okay. Number two, what is your favorite TV channel? Favorite TV channel. Oh my goodness. Um, that's a hard one. I, I'm going to say E. Really? Yeah. Oh my I, goodness. That's like all the trash television. I know. <laughs> That was a hard one. That was a difficult one. Mine is the Game Show Network. I don't know if anybody watches that, but like I love watching like the the shows that came out in like the seventies and sixties. Really? Yeah, that stuff just makes me crack up because it's actually really funny. But yeah, (laughs) but I will say my favorite TV show is Shark Tank, and like oh yeah, time. So yes, I love that show. I love when Shark Week happens in us so yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> what is the last book you read oh i'm not a big reader i'm gonna put it out there so i don't remember i st- i even bought a book um when i was on vacation like in february or february or may but anywho long story short i read one chapter and it was probably going to be a really good book book but i put it down so i don't even remember the name of the book do you do any like ebooks or podcasts? Uh, yes, I love listening to podcasts. I'm not much of an ebook person, um, but I do listen to podcasts. Okay, so what's your favorite podcast? Or what's the last podcast you, you listen to? So the last one I listened to is yours. Hey, turn up. <laughs> um, so I'm adding that to my favorite list. Um, I like Side Hustle Pro. Oh. Um, I was on Creative Empire, so every now and then I'll listen into um, that. Um, I think Jenna Kutcher has podcasts, mm-hmm, the Gold like Digger podcast, yeah, Gold Digger podcast, and so um, those are a few of the ones that I'll l- listen into or tune into um, whenever I have a chance. Awesome! What was that first one that you mentioned? Um, the Side Hustle Pro. Side Hustle Pro. Who, who's that by? Um, I forget her name. Oh, um, I have to check that one out because I haven't heard of that one, but it sounds yeah. cool. Side Hustle Pro. It's really, really good. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm like listen, looking it up. But, so her name is Nicalia. Oh. I'll, I'll message you her IG and then you can give her a look. Yeah, that'd be perfect because I would love to listen in. I always like finding new podcasts. You know, you never know who you're going to connect with and who you can learn from. So that's always really exciting. Right. So, yes. Yeah, so, number four, what is your lifelong dream? My lifelong dream is just to, oh, my gosh, that's just such a deep <laughs> question. Isn't it really deep, though? Yeah. <laughs> um, just to live in joy. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it simple. You know, I could say that I would want a million bucks and that I want to live in Bora Bora and that I want to travel the world. But you can do all those things and not be in joy. You cannot be happy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if I can live in complete joy, 
at least 98% of the time, that would be amazing. Um, so that's what I'm going to say for that. That was an awesome answer. I so appreciate that. Because it was very simple, but like it encompasses so much. Right. Yeah. I like that one. Okay. So the question that I ask everyone is, what does it mean to you to be a female creative? Um, what does it mean to me? That's a good question. Um, it's just being bold, being limitless, being fierce, being tenacious, being resilient. Um, all of those things um, encompass being a female creative. We females, um, unfortunately, there's a lot of hurdles that we have to overcome to make it to be successful. Um, but I want us to realize, and I, and I think we're in a good movement right now, that we are realizing our worth, we are realizing our value, and we are realizing that we can, we can be, you know, we can win. We can achieve, you know, whatever we want to, whatever we set our minds to. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, limitless, fierce, tenacious. Girl, those were some powerful adjectives. I love that. That was the bomb. Ah, thank you so much. This was so exciting. So before we wrap this up, how can yes. we keep up with you, get a hold of you, follow you on social media? Yay, yes. So um, if you want to follow me, little old me, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at the executive studio um, as far as my website URL. It's not live yet, but depending on when you're listening in, um, be sure to check out the exec. So that's E X E C studio.com, the exec studio.com. And um, I'd love to connect with anyone just listening in. If you have any questions for me, um, I love to talk about anything, entrepreneurship, how to start a business. Um, what, what, what are the pros and cons? What struggles I had? I like to talk about just business in general. So feel free to shoot me a message and I'd be happy to chat. Yay. Well, thank you so, so much, Sam. You know, as usual, I'm going to be following you. I have your post notifications turned on just so you uh, know. I need so. to turn too. <laughs> yes, girl. I always have mine on for you. That's why I'm waiting. Like, okay, when's she going to post? I'm waiting to see what she has to say. Um, because, you know, your, your posts are just really insightful. And so I really, you know, encourage all of you guys that are listening to go and follow her and definitely learn. You can learn a lot from those posts. You give away so much, like we talked about earlier, valuable content. And so I just want to thank you so much because I've learned quite a bit from just following you and you know, mm -hmm. learning like what I should do for my business and things like that. And the so same I just, here. Oh, you're so sweet. I really appreciate you. And thank you so, so much for coming on the show. <laughs> oh, no problem. And I wrote your review. So if you're listening to make sure you write my girl a review. Hey, write a review. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, darling, for coming on. All right. You too. Have a good one. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative Podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative Podcast or at Mrs. K Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you, creative darling, so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.